Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Katie Cunningham, VP of Marketing and Operations at CMRG, which stands for Creative Marketing and Recruitment Group. Katie, it's great to have you on the show. Nice to be here, Jeremy. Thank you. So tell us a bit about the company. Of course. So CMRG, we're a marketing and recruitment firm with a specialization in employer branding and passive talent engagement. So we really focus on pairing great brands with great people, taking sort of a, an approach coming through sort of a marketing approach. So finding great candidates and being able to target those personas to, to get them excited and interested in our clients' roles. And we work with everything from startups to private equity firms and public companies all across the U.S. Okay, very cool. So, by the way, what is passive talent engagement? Oh, great question. So, typically, you know, those that passive talent would be someone who's not necessarily looking on the job market. Maybe they're just, maybe they're still happily employed at their current company. They're, you know, not necessarily looking on job boards or applying actively to jobs, but, you know, they, they might uh, not be aware that they're looking for their next opportunity or excited about their next opportunity. And so our team has sort of refined the art of, of finding those individuals and presenting opportunities that they might be a great fit for. Okay, very cool. And in, in a minute, we'll get into how you do that, the strategies <laughs> behind it. But first, tell us about your audience's who are you trying to engage? Great question. Well, you know, the interesting model that we have is that, of course, at any given moment, we sort of have two audiences. One, of course, being our clients, so those employers and those companies and those brands that are looking to find great, talented individuals to join their teams. And then the other side would be, of course, those candidates. So just in the same way you'd approach the philosophy of email marketing, social media marketing, how do I find that really talented vice president of marketing that's based out of New York City who has a great experience with e-commerce and direct-to-consumer brands, that person then would become our audience. So what sort of keeps us on our toes is that we're constantly having almost a changing audience, a revolving door of audiences. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of companies out there and a lot of cloud-based platforms that do job search kind of stuff. You know, I'm thinking of like Monster.com and indeed LinkedIn, right, has mm -hmm. a whole job search function. What are some of the challenges that you guys face in terms of differentiating yourselves and cutting through all that competition, all that noise to engage with your audiences? Great question. You know, most of the time, you know, our, our clients come to us because they're dealing with one of two major pain points. One, of course, being they're not getting applicants. They've posted on Indeed, Monster, LinkedIn, what have you, their own personal job boards, and no one's applying. And then the other side, of course, being, you know, we have posted and we're getting so many applications, but the vast majority of them are not quite the, the ideal persona for that role. And so it's very similar to, to finding more qualified leads. So how do you get more leads and how do you get more qualified leads, of course, is the, the, the journey and the, the conundrum that so many uh, marketers are dealing with. So what we do is we really sort of dig into the, the details of what that role is. Who, who could that person be? Does that person need to be in a certain geography? Do they need to have 
in the case of the VP of marketing example I just gave, do they need to be a Marketo expert? Do they need to be, you know, someone who is really focused on outbound email? What, what have you? Are they, do they need to manage a sales team as well? And then just as if we're refining our search to find that ideal lead, we're going to take that approach and dig deep into both our database into a variety of other tools and our own personal networks as well, because most of the time these really great candidates aren't updating their LinkedIn or they aren't actively applying to, you know, that post on whatever job board it may be. So we really try to take sort of the approach of content being key and making sure that our content is crisp, clear, direct, and really, um, addressing the the needs of the role and just like as if it were a sales pitch where we're pitching those candidates on that that role and opportunity okay awesome so you describe a lot of companies and and I, I think especially these days you hear it in the news all the time companies are having a lot of trouble finding workers right and even before covid this was an ongoing battle right. the the war for talent which now has become totally globalized, right? That you, people might may no longer, very well may no longer need to move to go work at a company. So you're competing against all these other companies. And so how do you, so, and, and, and as you just described, you have a really great system for helping companies do that. How do you tell that story? How do you get in front of the decision makers that you need to be talking to, to just let them know, who you are and what you can do and how you can help solve their problem. Like what are your strategies for get for having those conversations? One thing I think is that that sometimes is lost in the, the B2B versus the B2C market is at the end of the day, you're speaking to a human and yeah. regardless of if it's a consumer, regardless of if it's a business. And so I think when it comes to, you know, doing whatever, whatever type of outreach it is, whether it's social media, whether it's paid ads, whether it's PR, what have you, it, it needs to be clear, crisp and targeted. And, you know, I think where we've seen a lot of success is, you know, being able to find whatever audience we're going after, really being able to be thoughtful about the messaging we're sharing rather than sort of the, you know, to, to your point, even making it further about recruiting is, you know, so many jobs are available right now and it's very much a candidate's market. And rather than, you know, a candidate saying, great, I'll quick apply to these 25 jobs on LinkedIn mm. uh, today and just, you know, kind of mass blast all these employers who may or may not look at them. It's really being thoughtful and saying, hey, I want to reach this specific HR director at this specific company because mm. I think we can partner with them. In the same way, you know, from a recruiting standpoint or a hiring standpoint or a getting hired standpoint, being able to rather than just quick apply to, you know, that one the one to 100 companies that that is that are currently hiring, being able to really articulate and say, Send that follow-up note to that hiring manager saying, you know, I know you, mm. I know you may or may not have seen my application come through, but I, I think I'm qualified for this role, and here's why. Mm -hmm. So, as you've described, one technique then is to really tailor the content to your intended mm -hmm. audience, right? And let's say that's an HR yes. hiring manager, and so, so how do you do that? What's a give me an example of how you go about tailoring that and when you say sort of a crisp clean message what does that actually mean what does it look like in practice mm -hmm. 
Well, I think, you know, hiring managers and HR professionals get hundreds of, you know, general emails about recruitment at any given moment, you know, whether it's, you know, getting advertisements from Monster or or some Mm -hmm. of these other big players in the job board space, whether it's a small boutique firm, whether it's, you know, a, a large firm and everything in between. And so what we've seen is, you know, being able to craft email outreach that is really strong and personalized and thoughtful to those that are actually looking to hire right now, since so many companies are on different spectrums of their hiring process, being able to find those individuals and and share that messaging. Sometimes it's a multi-channel approach. So being able to say, you know, we're sending an email, we're following up through other platforms and channels to be able to share that. You know, there's so many messages. I think the, the phrase I've always used when it comes to sort of cutting through that is, is you have to be a little cheeky. You need to ask for your, you know, what you're looking for. But at the same time, you know, you do want to be respectful of people's time because right now there there aren't events, there aren't on-site visits when it comes to most businesses. And so what can you do to make sure that your messaging has your personality? It has the, the way you would communicate with your client face-to-face to the best of your ability in writing or even video conversations. Mm-hmm. Makes total sense. And mm-hmm. what's your strategy for getting to know how to craft that messaging in the first place? In other words, how do you know what's on the minds of the HR managers and the, and the talent acquisition people? In the before times, the before COVID times, you might go to a, a meeting, right, and meet people in person and get to know them. Over the last year or so, what have you guys done to kind of stay on top of that and keep up with evolving trends? Great question. You know, there, there's so many, you know, ways we've done that. I mean, I think the first and foremost is, you know, hiring in 2020 to 2021 has been uh, a really unique year. And I think that a lot of businesses have, you know, made changes to their organization in 2020 amidst sort of quarantining and, and the COVID-19 pandemic. And now they're, they're looking to that next step and where we've been finding a lot of these this, this these bits of research and insight of course are through you know news articles staying on on mm-hmm. top of you know all the great content that's been created in the last uh, year or so about that and i think the other side is by having genuine conversations with so many of our current clients prospective clients mm-hmm. our peers because every every business is is handling you know they're hiring so different and that's has always been the case, of course, but I think, you know, companies have gotten very smart and thoughtful about what, what the right choice is. And I think so, so many companies slowed down their hiring at different points of last year, even for a short period of time, that now they, they've really been thoughtful by saying, you know, we thought we needed, you know, we thought we needed a, a lead software engineer. Actually, we, we need a head of IT. Or, you know, we actually need that person that's more of an implementer. And by understanding sort of the, the pain points or the, the thoughtfulness that they're giving to those roles, that really helps us better craft sort of how we can support those clients specifically, but also how, how other companies are handling it. So, you know, even as we're having conversations with our, our colleagues and peers within the team, as well as prospective clients, current clients, et cetera, there's been a lot of knowledge sharing. And I think a lot of mm-hmm. human resources professionals, as well as marketing professionals, have been very upfront and candid about, you know, these are some 
we we haven't experienced this before. So what can we do to to make things a little bit different? Or hey, we tried mm-hmm. this one strategy, it did or didn't work. Here's why. And instead, what can we do to combat that or what's come out of that that's been very successful and you know most people we speak to say you know this was a pain point maybe two months ago three months ago six months ago and now it's become an optimization and even Mm -hmm. you see that with so many companies going virtual i think there were a lot of companies historically that have been very hesitant of being working remote or having teams remote how is that going to affect creativity or productivity but so many companies have seen that that's been a, a positive thing and that, you know, that actually hasn't hindered productivity or creativity or what have you. And instead that employers are really employees rather are very much thriving in that space. Yeah, absolutely. It seems like th- this this past year and a half or so, I imagine, has been a really interesting time for you guys, especially mm-hmm. just given the business that you're in. And presents all kinds of interesting opportunities. And, you know, tell me if, tell me if I'm on the right track here mm-hmm. that there's a lot of companies out there looking for guidance, how to navigate this mm-hmm. new brave world of working from home <laughs> and, and everything distributed, which I would think would present an opportunity for you guys to, to offer that kind of guidance, to position yourselves as, yes, here, here are all kinds of resources. We're, we're here to help you and educate you and kind of, be your your guiding light in this new terrain. Is that fair to say? Very much so. And I and I think, you know, to to your earlier point, you know, one thing we've done as a as an organization is evolve the way we deliver our services. So whether that's, you know, traditional, you know, retained searching, contingency searches, but even fractional recruiting services where we're able to really come in and and be impactful and, you know, join the team and support with whatever, you know, whatever recruitment needs are necessary. And I think that's been a huge learning for um, us, but also an opportunity for us. And also, I think a way that we can better serve our, our clients and better serve the, the industry we're in, which is being able to evolve and, and offer different different services and, and be thoughtful about that. Excellent. Well, final thoughts. So what's something you've learned over the past year or so that you can share with our listeners to help them better engage their audiences? Good question. You know, I, I think that the, the lesson that we've learned as a business that I've learned as a marketer and I think as a, a person as well is is the concept of, of being empathetic and being sort of aware of the, the world we're living in and and also the, the idea of adaptability. I, I like to think and, and make marketing, the mar- comparison of what marketing is and the way things evolve is as if it's a Rubik's Cube. You know, you, mm. you're twisting one way and you have the red side, but the blue and the, the orange side still need to be twisted. And I think, you know, the, the lesson that we've learned and I've learned this year is very much about we need to be constantly innovating and thinking. Even if you, you know, that one campaign worked the way you thought it would last year or it worked two weeks ago doesn't mean it's going to work tomorrow. And so mm. kind of keeping fresh, keeping creative and being thoughtful about what opportunities are out there, that really has been, you know, a lifeblood of, of how we've approached the last year and I think how we're going to continue to and how most businesses are is that level of adaptability and creativity. Yeah, I love that. Great insight. Well, Katie, thank you so much for that, for all your insights and for, for a great conversation. Of course. Well, thank you for having me. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. 
You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged. 